podcast, that's all. Um, we're brought to you by ProQ. I'm so funny. Barbecue Gourmet, Kamada Joe, and Smoke with Chuck, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice from beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade, or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamado Joe is, re- <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cough. <laughs> is renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking, roasting or searing. Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin-style chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. And on today's show, we have Dario O'Connor from Try This Dish Radio, all the way from over the pond. Hello. But you're not over the pond at the moment, you're here. <laughs> I'm on this side of the pond, yes. This is my third time on this side of the pond, I must say. Now... I'm not as afraid as I used to be. Yeah. <laughs> the first, the first time it. I came over was uh, quite scary because I came by myself and I didn't realize you didn't need to bring 80 pounds of luggage with you. Yeah, yeah. that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot. Yeah. So can, can you just introduce yourself and tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm, my name's Derry. Actually, I have um, been in the food industry off and on most of my life did end up going to college and getting a bachelor's degree in criminal justice later in life and worked that for about two and a half years and decided that wasn't for me. (laughs) And so then I just started a food blog. And when I resigned from that job that I had as a probation officer, I started a food blog, kind of like just to keep me sane, right? Because I'm also a personal chef and that's my passion. So I started doing that. And I met Sean Young, actually through Twitter. And one day he said, I want to have you on my show, Try This Dish Radio. It was a brand new show at the time. It's independently you know, owned and operated. It's nationally syndicated. But So he had me on the show. That was July of 2015, I believe. And I was actually living in the area where he lives, which is up north near Dallas. And so I went into the studio with him a couple times while I was up there that summer, and he ended up making me the co-host and then eventually the producer. So I do that, and, and he's the host, and that's what we do. We've been going almost, well, close to well, two years soon enough. Cool. And we're, so- we're having fun. I mean, we, we have uh, quite a following here in the U.K. too as well. Um, we have a U.K. co-host. Michael Sewell, who sometimes comes on. He also came over last year to the World Food Championships with us and cool. did the photography. GQ photographer, I had to say that because he hates it. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, so he comes on the show sometimes. Unfortunately, this trip, we did not get to do a show together because he's super busy with his his business. That happens sometimes. But So we have him. He's, he does all of our photography, too, for our social media. So we do have a following here. We're actually on uh, Podomatic, but we're on iTunes, Podomatic, 
but we're also on the national satellite. And then on Saturdays, we're broadcast from 1380 AM, the Pulse out of St. Louis. And of course, that may be three o'clock your time, Ben, so you wouldn't be able to listen to it unless you wanted to wake up at three o'clock. So <laughs> it's kind of neat now because people can actually listen to what we recorded the week before and and uh, as opposed just to being a podcast, even though we weren't just a podcast anyway, it's kind of, you know, it's, far, it's hard to explain it to people like, what do you do? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> radio, radio is just different. We kind of got into the food sporting because we were the radio voice for the World Food Championships last year. And we interviewed people um, like kind of in a makeshift winner circle from the from the uh, we did. Uh, certain people came over. It was kind of like a. And the first time that that we've done it or that they've had that. So it was kind of a learning process. Yeah. But I guess the last um, the nine winners have all all except one has come on the show in the last two months called in, you know, just to do to do a show. The, the, the big category winners, the ones that won ten thousand dollars and the one that won one hundred thousand. Yeah. So we do. We just have chefs on. We have um, anybody really that loves to cook, not just professionally trained we have like I, i'm not professionally trained i was just on as a blogger so we just we just kind of like have people on uh, i meet people as i go about that's why i'm destination dairy so it's usually i do interviews on the spot sometimes when i'm out we mix them in the show once again this trip's been kind of a bust because i haven't i don't know it's just been really it's been a kind of a hectic trip typically i get to do a show with michael and that didn't happen and I didn't do any interviews. Sean's probably going to fire me when I get back. Yeah, you've gone, <laughs> gone all that way, and off you're done. I've eaten lots know, of nice I food. To, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to come see you guys, but y'all were, you know, it's hard to get around here if you don't drive. Now, yeah. I'm planning on trying to live here maybe a couple months out of the year, so I'm planning on learning how to drive, so you guys better watch out yeah. see me. <laughs> yeah. We're just so far south, you've got to come right all the way down the country. I know. I know, and I missed the um, show in Bournemouth. Yeah, because of the train strike, so uh-huh. we ended up diverting our plans and then coming here, just here because it was too far to go for one day, and that was on that Monday. There's yeah. something else that new I learned this trip was about the train strikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's not a great country for public transport, really, <laughs> or any transport. Yeah. The roads transport, here compared yeah. to like the U.S. are just like non-existent ex- and. I'm just excited about the barbecue thing. I'm going to try to come back in July. Unfortunately, I won't be here for y'all's show. But it's just a neat group of people. I interviewed four of the UK teams last year that came over. Uh, well, one of them didn't make it, but the other three did. And they're, they're just I just love to meet different people from everywhere. I don't know if you travel or not, but it's, it's kind of neat because, you know, I think food, we call it the, the great equalizer. You know, everybody's got to eat. And yeah. let's don't talk about any other stuff. Let's just let's just talk about food and how'd you make that and what'd you do with that and and what yeah, you're doing a con- now. A com- instant connection with someone. I mean, you can instantly talk to someone about food. Like you said, everyone eats, everyone cooks, whether it's for necessity or whether it's for enjoyment, and and you can immediately connect with someone and and talk about that wherever you are in the world. Yes, I, it, it is a fun business. I mean, I love to cook and things like that, but I I think I kind of love this more because I just get to talk about it. And then cook when I want to, because uh, I have four sons and they love me to cook when I'm around them. But I just kind of really enjoy um, today. I met a chef from Poland that was working at one of the, the booths here at the XL London. I'm at the International Food and Drink event here. 
which is massively crazy. The first day I walked in there, I thought I had a, kind of a panic attack. I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> it's huge, uh, isn't it? Because I'm trying to um, find sponsors and chefs and things to compete. So that might be good for your readers to know. I have, I have actually, I have five golden tickets I get to give away per Mike McLeod um, for competitive, for international chefs, in case you know of anyone that might want to come compete. I'm sure we'll think of someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's so that's an awesome going offer. on. Yeah. Yeah. And and so sometimes they have an issue getting international chefs involved just because of the obviously the cost of coming over and stuff. But if you get sponsored by someone to pay your way, then the sponsor gets you know the advertising for that too. So it works out good for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So you've got five golden tickets to give away. Have you f- seen anyone yet that you're gonna? Uh, well, this one, one, the, this one chef from from Poland. He's here. I don't even know how to say the company. I'm probably gonna butcher it, but it's S O K O L O W, and they're a meat company out of Poland. Mm-hmm. They do export into the U.S. I'm telling you, it was the best steak I ever had. He was. He's the. He's an executive chef, but he's their demo chef that goes about and cooks at, at different trade shows. And he cooked a ribeye, and he cooked a Chateaubriand. He cooked, well, he showed me the tomahawk, but I couldn't talk him into that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I want you to cook that right there. <laughs> and it was just fantastic. He was, he just has a great personality. So that's, that's one, but no, I have, I have four more that, um, now they do look for executive chefs that are coming over for, for the international competition. Because typically, you know, typically at the World Food Championships, you can be a home cook. The woman that won it last year was uh, won it with a steak, won a hundred thousand dollars with a steak, and her and her husband were actually a barbecue team. Okay, she's a home cook. So what's cool about the World Food Championships is it's a level playing field. Anybody can get in. Well, you can't. You have to go through a competition. So that's the other good thing about the golden tickets that I have to give away. They don't have to go to like you know. Um, grill stock, right? Yeah. And yeah. win the top prize to get in. So these are just cool. handed out. Yeah, so that's kind of neat. Yeah, that's the beauty about the World Food Championships, though, is, is that basically is that anyone can can compete. If you go and prove yourself somewhere and, and put your money where your mouth is and and, <coughs> and compete against uh, people in, in your local area, whether it be England or, or wherever else in the world, and you, you can go and then you can go and compete in the World Food Championships and be recognized for for how awesome you are. Yeah, and you can do it by recipe too. That's what I thought was kind of crazy when I first uh, found out about it and started learning about it. I don't work for them proper. I'm just kind of an independent consultant, and I was the radio voice last year. But like, if they have an online recipe category, uh, contest, right, there's, there's going to be several of them. You can go to their website, worldfoodchampionships.com, and look up the qualifying events that are in your area. And also the recipe contest. So let's say you have a really great recipe for whatever it is you cook, chicken and dumplings or whatever whatever it is, you send it in and whoever wins that then can get a ticket. So it's kind of neat in that it does allow everybody the possibility to become a yep. competitor. Yeah. That's like awesome. It. Yeah. That I know. Really good. I, didn't, I didn't realize they had a <laughs> recipe category. That's like you said, it literally is opening up to anyone. Hey, they had an Instagram to... one. Oh, really? <laughs> they had an Instagram last year. Like, you just took a picture of something and sent it in. I'm like, wait a minute. Come on. How does that work? But, <laughs> <laughs> but 
let's just take a good food picture. Yes. And you know what? She was in the top nine. She was in the chili category, Liz Pratt. She's actually a, a baker. She has a, owns a cake baking uh, bakery or whatever. And, but she won in the chili category, and she was in the top nine final. Finally, she won $10,000. And so she said she got into, she qualified through an Instagram contest. So, yeah, but a good picture have, doesn't always mean good taste, though, because yeah. Ben can take a good picture, but his food tastes like. <laughs> I, know, I, I know exactly. I'm like, mm, that looks good, but oh, yo, that was nasty. <laughs> yeah, that's what every time I go into Ben's house, I'm like, that's that's what I feel anyway. He also looks awful and tastes awful. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited about um, possibly coming back for the for the grill stock. Yeah, and you guys have your thing going on too, and. Yeah, so our, yeah, our Q Fest and like I said, like World Food Championship wise, we've made all of our rounds at our competition are all qualifiers for the World Food Championship. So there's plenty of opportunity for people to be able to qualify. And so they have to cook. I think in, in barbecue they have to cook one thing from each uh, food group, correct? Yeah, we've yeah. got uh, we've got in total nine categories. So our categories are the KCBS standard, which is uh, pork right. butt pork ribs and uh, then there's chicken and brisket so they're the four standard categories but then we're also doing burger bacon chili uh seafood and steak and steak rounds so we've got the sca steak round we've got the uk chili cook-off association involved with that as well and and yeah so we're doing all sorts of stuff over the weekend and and the guys are entering all the, all the guys and girls are entering every single round which is awesome yeah, and one thing also, we're not we're not just lined up with the World Food Championships. So I just talk about them because I know so many people from there now. But I'm also uh, kind of trying to do some work with Culinary Fight Club, which I'm sure you guys saw their tent. They were the Reinhardt tent, which is one of the larger sponsors for World Food Championships. Yeah. And they, they're the ones that do chef battles throughout the United States. Now they're in 17 cities, soon to be in 50 by, the end, by next year. Um, they battle. The money goes to Fight to Feed out of Chicago and mobilizes food to the streets to hungry people, which I'm all about um, helping to feed hungry people. That's kind of one of our goals for our radio show. Awesome. Eventually would be – that is our ultimate goal, is to be able to help feed people that need that need feeding. So so Culinary Fight Club is really cool. You can check them out. And uh, they – I think every one of their events that's in the States are also qualifying events. And then and then we also interview you know other people. We've had Graham Care on our show a couple times. Um, we've had Robert Rose on the show of Raw Travel, which is a televised travel show. Um, we've had a bunch of cool people. And, you know, we don't just pick people that are famous, so to speak, or that are executive chefs. We, we've had all kinds of people on our show, which that's what I really like about it. Now I have people calling me constantly to get on the show. So we're kind of like, I'm like, hey, we need to make some money. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we're at that point where you know it's kind of um, we're on we're on four stations in the Seattle Washington area, and then now we're on the one in St. Louis, and then you can also listen to our past broadcast at trythisdish.podomatic.com or on iTunes at Try This Dish Radio. So, and I'm on Facebook at Try This Dish Radio and Twitter is Destination underscore uh, DDD. But Sean Young is the host. I believe his Twitter handle is at Try This Dish Show. If you want to check it out there and follow us along, and if you want to come on our show, you can just email me, cool. and tweet me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's how I met you guys. I think I yeah. tweeted you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. We've met through Twitter, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's amazing, isn't it? Twitter. Yeah, yeah it's just amazing how you can connect with people from across the world. And I should be getting a million dollars from them. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah. So do you, do you get many barbecue type people on your show? Barbecue. Well, we interviewed Luke Darnell, who was obviously one of the top winners of the World Food Championships. He was at the top nine. But let me think, think, think. Oh, my goodness. We've had so many people on the show. I would say mostly we've had home chefs or restaurant chefs, not particularly barbecue. But that's I, I definitely want to have you guys on the show and, and anyone else that, like maybe whoever wins the Q-Fest yeah, would yeah, be nice. Cool. And, and, and so we have um, people call in internationally via Google Hangouts. Yeah. We're working on some other, like Lucy, we're working on some other technology or uh, ways to to do our international interviews. But as you know... A little difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's we just down to time yeah. is the difficulty, really, isn't it? It's getting times to match up with each other, um, but we we use either Google Hangouts or Skype, something like that. Yeah, we're like six hours or like five hours, depending on the time change difference. But uh, I don't know. I enjoy it. I'm, I know you guys probably enjoy what you do as yeah. well. Uh, you get to meet a lot of people. It opens a lot of doors to talk about food, and like I said, my bottom line goal is to feed hungry people um eventually that's what i really want to do i mean i like to give chefs their recognition and all that but to me i, I think we i just i you know i'm just that way <laughs> yeah, we... i want to do some do something that helps the the community and well you know humanity really in general yeah after a recent event that dan was catering out he took food down to the like, homeless shelter afterwards to give them a good feed of some awesome barbecue food you know, it's it's uh, that's what Culinary Fight Club's really really trying to be the kind of a grassroots effort in the United States because they throw away so much food. It's I mean they as in we, you know, and, and a lot of it is because of health reasons. But to me, it's ridiculous. It, there's got to be a way to yeah. mobilize that food and not throw something away when there's people on the other side of town that are hungry and you know definitely you, supermarkets yeah. here and and restaurants here. Uh, just as a, and and even in the homes, I mean, we're all we're all such wasteful people these days, and it's it's crazy the amount of food waste that's going on. And and I mean, uh, we have a guy called Jamie Oliver. I mean, you sure you probably heard of him? He's doing big things yeah, over yeah. here for the sort of uh, preventing food waste and working with sort of. Uh, I mean, like we have this crazy one that's ugly vegetables, which like uh, like farmers were trying to sell vegetables to supermarkets, and because they didn't conform to. Like the standard yeah, shape and size, right? like <laughs> they wouldn't buy them, so they got thrown in the bin. And then, and then, like mm -hmm. everyone's like, they get woken, they get sort of their eyes open to this, and they're like, "Wow, that's just crazy." What? Well, how is how is food being thrown in the bin before it's even going? When when there's people starving around the world, it's just crazy. It is crazy. And um, when I was in Orange Beach, Alabama, you you guys um, were y'all in Orange Beach? No, nah, no, no. Well, there's a group there called uh, Nuisance Group. That actually, Nuisance. It's called the Nuisance Group. And um, I'm actually going to try to get one of the, the 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 guys on from from their group. And what they do is they teach people how to cook fish and and seafood that that are throwaway food. Like like people won't cook that type of fish because yeah. a it can kill you if you cook it wrong, or b or b it tastes like you know yuck. Okay. And um, you guys should look them up. There, it's a, it's a neat group, and it's along the same lines. Let's try to figure out how can we use the resources that we have 
And, uh, and part of the show today, actually here for the IFE, is called Waste. Okay, one's Protopack and one is the other one is about uh, waste and sustainability. Gee, for some reason it flew out of my head. I'm a little tired right now. Um, and they're and so they're like they talk a lot about in that little expo over there, that little section about how to, you know, feed the hungry and save waste and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I think a lot of countries are kind of getting on the bandwagon, so to speak, you think? Yeah, yeah, to raise the profile a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, we also have a, a guy called, uh, oh, he works under the name Cabrito, yeah. James Wettler, uh, and he he basically, he's, he's all about uh, kid goat. So basically in the UK, we've got a, a big demand for the... Uh, for the goat dairy industry so we eat a lot of goat's cheeses and goat's milks and stuff like that but, goats, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. but obviously uh billy billy kid goat's a massive waste of byproduct here in the uk so because goat's not massively uh, eaten here it's not a massively eaten meat so he's been really really working hard over the sort of last like five years to to raise the profile of goat meat and get people eating okay. uh, more kid goat because we had like forty thousand kid goats here just being sort of uh oh, that's killed crazy. at birth that's so crazy you yeah know, and Real close, I live in the middle of Texas, in the middle of nowhere. When I say in the middle of nowhere, I mean it's 20 miles to one grocery store, okay? <laughs> That's where I'm living right now. And um, in Brady, Texas, every year they have the world – it's not a part of the World Food Championship. It's called the World Championship Goat Cook-Off. You guys need to look that up. In cool. Brady, Texas, B-R-A-D-Y, Texas. And I actually got them as a qualif- – I actually got them approved as a qualifier for whoever wins that. But so, yeah, goat is good. And, you know, another thing that – that we eat, well, everybody kind of freaks out about it as wild boar and, and hogs, javelinas, because yeah. they're, they're all over the place where I live. Because, of course, we, we come from a long line of hunters where, where, we, where I am, you know, for deer and venison and, and, um, and those hogs. I don't know if you guys know anything about those, but... Uh, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Shoot them and, they'll just shoot them and leave them there. And I'm like, dude, you take that thing and throw it on a barbecue? Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> hundreds of stuff to do with it yeah definitely you know so yeah don't kill it unless you're going to eat it that's just my philosophy i just you know i'm coming and if you're not going to eat at least give it to someone else to eat yeah. <laughs> it, yep give it to someone else looks like we're on the same page you guys yeah definitely definitely so so what what's your the rest of your plans like for over in the uk have you got many food shows to visit no, this is this is it. Um, I'm heading back north for a few days to see a couple of my other friends that live up in the Burnley Nelson area. Then I think we're going to end up in Manchester for just a couple nights, and then go home on the 27th. This I had two food shows planned, but that first one I didn't make it to. But you know, all in all, I think this one here is obviously much larger. I think there's over 29,000 people that are attending, over 1,300 vendors. It's it's crazy. It's so crazy, but um, it's a place to be if you want to um, just sample food yeah, or if yeah. you're in the industry and you need to, to look for suppliers and things like that. I've enjoyed it. Um, it's way more than you can really cover in just one or two days. But, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm having a good time, except it's so cold here. Every time I come, every time I come <laughs> here, it's cold. Every time. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's six months later. It's like, oh, it's the same damn weather. I just wait. I just left. <laughs> yeah, we only have one or two days of summer, so if you miss that, then you're done, I'm afraid. Well, we had two days of winter, too. In January, there was a big joke on Facebook. Did you survive the, the winter in Texas this year? It was January 5th and 6th. 
<laughs> yeah, we got two <laughs> days of summer. Throat. You got two days of winter. Yeah, I mean, we have eight months of the hot, you know, or medium hot or mild hot, and then maybe two months of kind of like what's going on right now in the 50s. This is considered our winter, our main winter. Yeah. 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 So you said you, yeah, ended, so. you said you ended up in Manchester. If you um, do, we've got a good friend who's got a smokehouse in Manchester, good Manchester Ooh. smokehouse and cellar. And he's okay. he's doing good stuff with barbecue, and he'll cook you up some real good food. Mention our names, and he'll sort you out. <laughs> where's he? Yeah, where's he located? It's that's in Manchester. I don't know where. Manchester. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Manchester Smokehouse and Cellar, though. The and, Manchester uh, Smokehouse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's on Lloyd Street. I'll, <laughs> I'll look him up. I think we're going to stay somewhere. In, I don't know. I have. I don't even have my hotel for that last two days yet. But but yeah, we usually I usually try to stay in city center because my mom's with me this trip. And um, I wanted to show her, you know, downtown uh, Manchester is a kind yeah. of cool yeah. place. I think he is so fairly central. It's so, bang uh, in the center. Yeah, so uh, if, you, if you're looking for someone to tweet, definitely check him out. He's putting out some amazing food. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. Well, tweet me and li- listen to me. This is how Sean and I contact each other. Hey, will you tweet me? Hey, tweet me that guy. Yeah, we'll I want to have that guy on. <laughs> oh, and speaking of barbecue, we do have, um, while well, I was gone this last week, I couldn't call in for the show on the 18th. And Sean interviewed Big Mo. Do you know who that is? Yeah, Big yeah, Mo Carson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that'll be, I won't be on that. I won't uh, have any part of that show unless I can get an interview in, which I've had a difficult time this time. I usually interview different people as I'm traveling about. It just hasn't played out correctly this time. But yeah, so Big Mo, so our show that's going to come out um, this next Saturday will be with Big Mo. So barbecue. Awesome. There you go. Yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> check that out. Yeah. yeah. He's um. I know. He's going out. Is it when's the Australia? Yeah, he was just over yeah, at uh, Meatstock, and I think he's booked again. For, he's the Meatstock in New Zealand, so that's a great guy called uh, Jay Beaumont and the Australian Barbecue Alliance uh, with Jess Prills. She does a lot of work over in the US, and Adam and uh, and those guys work together in in the Australasian areas to to promote barbecue, and they've got Meatstock, which is their sort of branded barbecue competition. And Mo was just over there doing that sort of hosting. And, when is and that? Some... Now, when was that one? He's already gone and come back. Yeah, huh? so the New Zealand one was like a couple of weeks ago, and then he's heading back Aww. over for the Australian one in a few weeks' time. Nice, nice. Yes, I, I, I just think um, it seems like barbecue is kind of really, really universal because it's kind of like one of those foods that it's not like French cuisine, obviously. Duh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's almost like a kind of a great equalizer too, in a way, because there's bar people almost everywhere that barbecue something. Okay, yeah, like, it's the oldest style Thailand, of cooking. It, like. Yeah, they, they barbecue something in Thailand and India, and I'm pretty sure probably all over the world. Yeah, of course it's not like our traditional barbecue, but I did eat at last year when I interviewed uh, those four teams in Brighton. Is it Brighton? Yeah. yeah. This is where the world ends, or some weird name like that. <laughs> the world ends. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? That barbecue place. Uh, um, the yeah. the world ends barbecue. Charlie Language was there. Okay, um, yeah, Charlie. Smoking Linus, penguin. Link, Linkus, Linkus, and uh, his wife were there, and um, it's, I'm pretty sure it's in Bright Brighton. Cool. Yeah. yeah well, they. They live there, so I guess probably so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we met there, and their food was really good. Because I'm like, ah, I'm gonna try this. Oh, UK barbecue, whatever. I'm gonna try it, you know, because <laughs> we're from Texas. But it was really, really good. It was delicious. Awesome. But, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit different flavor profile, but really, overall, it's barbecue, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Smoked meat. How who can complain? I know. I know. I need a barbecue grill, but um, I just cook my ribs in the oven. Although I don't cook much anymore because all my sons, uh, they're all gone. I'm like on my own traveling around now, bug, bugging people. I don't mind it too much, though. But I do miss cooking because that's definitely my passion. And Sean, our host, was just recently diagnosed with diabetes type 2. So, which is interesting because the radio show that we're, the radio station we're on in St. Louis Mm-hmm. is a health and wellness channel, AM okay. 1380, The Pulse. So I'm like, well, that was kind of good timing because he's discussing – every week we try to work in some something related to uh, health and wellness and diabetes. Yep. All our show is not not focused on that. But it, in a way, it's kind of like, okay, let's – we need to talk about health and wellness. We need to talk about feeding the hungry and and um, promoting chefs that are doing a, a hard job. It's yep. a hard job. Well, the thing is that people now are really interested in food, where it comes from, and, and sort of health benefits, as well as everything, as well as it tasting awesome. A lot of people are, are interested in, like I said, where food comes from, its origins, the story behind it, and also health as well. So, I mean, I'm sure you can round off all, all things in, in, a, in a food podcast, definitely. I think, in, and I think uh, people are trying to come back to cooking more, especially with their families. It's, it's great to, it's a great family time um to be together and cook with your your spouse or your children or or whatever and and so many people are afraid to cook so i think once you you just start doing it and you're successful then you'll continue on and it's way healthier than what you can get at the at a restaurant or store not all the time but you know what i mean definitely better than mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) subway Well, but, so, you know, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to bash them. Y'all can bleep that out. <laughs> you can find something healthy Other anywhere. brands are available. Yeah, you, yeah you, you can find something healthy just about anywhere you go. Yeah. It's just choosing not to have a double Big Mac with a double order of, what do y'all call them over here? Oh, yeah, chips. <laughs> French fries, chips. Okay, and then there's potato chips. No, that's a crisp. I'm like, what the hell? Why don't y'all figure this out? What's, yeah. what's wrong with you guys? Crisp, chip. <laughs> Yeah, we're the but same when we it. come over to you guys. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I want some Chris. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lay's. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of fun. Um, it's fun to visit a different country and meet people. And, of course, the food here is different. Um, nobody wants to use salt. Uh, nope. I know that's kind of a, you know, it's a, yeah, because you can't taste food without a little salt. You don't have to have a gallon of salt, but our taste buds don't get activated, okay, unless they have a tiny bit of salt. Um, and that's one reason why MSG is so bad, okay, because what is it? Well, it's a neurotoxic chemical. It basically tells your taste buds that everything tastes good. That's how it works. I didn't know if you knew that. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but I've learned something new today. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's, it's, it basically tells your, your uh, brain that whatever you're putting in your mouth tastes good. But, but on the other side of the story... If you cook a dish and you don't put some salt in there, your taste buds aren't able to taste the flavors. Yeah, Dan, you just like put you some MSG yeah. on your food, I think. <laughs> yeah, but you know, people go over the over over the, overboard basically, and that's when you can't taste anything but salt. But like when I make a frosting for a cake, I put a pinch of salt. Um, you know, baked goods you have salt in them because you can't taste the sweetness if you don't have salt. Um, and in savory food, it's the same way. You're not going to like I tried a couple of sauces today at the expo and 
they're like, these are all salt free. And I'm like, why? <laughs> she goes, well, because that's healthy. I'm like, well, actually, you can actually um, have a de- diet deficient in sodium. And I know it sounds crazy, but you can. Yep. And, and so, and you don't need to have a lot in your sauce or whatever you're making to, to um, actually wake your taste buds up. Yeah, I learned that a couple of years ago. I thought it was really cool. <clears throat> Same thing with white pepper and black pepper. Yeah. They hit your they hit your palate on a di- at a different place on your tongue. So when you eat something with white pepper, it will affect certain taste buds at over black pepper. Did you know that? I learned that too. That was so cool. <laughs> you're you're like, educating us here. You you can I'm be a little lecturer well, or something. You know, <laughs> I helped open a couple of restaurants in um, San Antonio in the 2000s, and like I've worked in the industry. I cooked for four boys for a hundred years. Well, it felt felt like that. Um, you know, cooking's my passion, so <laughs> I learned a lot of tricks, and, and you know, really, it's just, uh, I think every day, if you go to bed and you haven't learned something new, then it wasn't a good day. Nope. We, uh... Kind of my philosophy. <laughs> Even if it's not a good thing. Sometimes it's not always good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you've hey, learned, learned something. something new. Yeah. That was crappy, but I learned it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So I think that's just, to me, that's what life's all about. Learning, living, loving, and uh, then now feeding the hungry. That's my deal. Well, that sounds like a great way to end the podcast. So yeah. Thank you very much, Darry, for coming on and giving up your time. And I know you've had a long, hard day traipsing around London. Um, so you need to get back to the hotel and relax and chill out for a bit now. Have some wine. Thank you for having yeah. me on. I've been waiting for that. And we will have you guys on um, awesome. soon. We'll organize that and set that up and get you guys to call in, and, and maybe I will see you, hopefully, when I come back in July. Yeah, we'll see you at Growstop. Yeah, see you there. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> Yeehaw. Cool. Thanks very much. Have a good see journey. All right. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, then check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamado Jaro is renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking, roasting or searing. Kamado Jaro is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. So get that great barbecue case, taste, I can't talk, and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojo.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. And Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. And I see names down. So if you're looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips or planks, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com. Uh, you can find them on Twitter under Smokewood Shack. So goodbye from me. And goodbye from me, the best Ciao barbecue cook. Bye. 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 Bye.